All right, you are listening to Castles and Cryptids, where the castles are haunted and the cryptids are cryptic as fuck. <laughs> and I am Alana. <laughs> and I'm Kelsey. And we're very excited to have you all here today. Yes. And ex- yeah. <laughs> Feels like a while since we recorded, but it was just last week. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't even been a week. <laughs> Uh, right, wasn't it? I don't know. It feels like a long week for me, I guess. <laughs> um, so we're very excited to bring our first order of business today. Um, we get to give a shout out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to our newest Patreon. So exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Claps to self. Um... Yeah, it's the first one to join at this level. So we would just like to thank Sean Lander for joining the $15 Fens Friends tier. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. I was tickled pink (laughs) (laughs) to read that we had a new patron. (laughs) Yeah. I may be blushing right now. Um, So thank you. (laughs) And we hope you enjoy your patreon content of which there will be more soon because we are recording um a new bonus episode that i'm really excited for about april disasters yes so i think that's going to be a lot of fun as sick as that makes me sound (laughs) 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 so there's some good um podcasts and about disasters and stuff that they could be like really riveting i don't know but also true crime can be involved sometimes. You just never know what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch of bombings that have happened in April. Um, yeah, there was a, a number of them that I remember happening and I remember hearing about. Right. And then some famous things like ships that sunk and <laughs> yeah. things that exploded and burned on the ocean (laughs) but they've made a movie called Deepwater Horizon about that one (laughs) yeah also some assassinations that's true yeah yeah I was saying to Kelsey that we should do like that um there's a theory out there that I'd heard that there was just more things that happen sometimes in April that are catastrophic or sinister yeah and I was just like oh okay and then so when you go looking it's like it wasn't hard to find things (laughs) no when I was googling it I did run across a page that was talking about that that like on average more things world disaster wise like happen in April which is not what Hmm. the wikipedia page I ended up like scrolling through that told me basically every disaster like that affected like the world in some way like earthquakes um yeah typhoons (laughs) cyclones all that kind of stuff it had it listed and not all of the or the majority of that um i wouldn't say was like april or anything it seemed to be like the way like warmer months in like the summer because of like the cyclones and stuff that makes sense. Yeah. More weather related. Mm-hmm. 
catastrophes at that time. Yeah, it's probably just one of those weird things that might be like, maybe it's slightly statistically true. Like those depressing facts, like I've heard that you're just a little bit a little bit more likely to die, say, on your birthday. And you're like, well, that's not fun, but... <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't That'd know. be terrible. Right? And I don't know if that's just... Like, okay, but there's one you've heard, like, people die sometimes more during the holidays. Oh, so, yeah. I don't know if it's just maybe it's, like, a thing of, like... Maybe you'll be eating a lot, or maybe there'll be a lot going on stress-wise. Maybe that, you know, yeah. just pushes the statistic a little bit that way, so then people like to say it, like, to kind of freak you out a little bit, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know they say, like, suicides and stuff go up, but, yeah, like, heart attacks and people being stressed about money and people killing each other over yeah. money or gifts or... Family drama or fights is probably a lot higher. Yeah, that could be why John Benet Ramsey was killed on, like, we call it Boxing Day here, <laughs> basically mm. on the twenty sixth. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday. But anyway, yeah, we are not talking about that today. But that's just a taste of what is no. to come on Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, check it out. Um, yes. Oh, and uh, Sean gets to, our newest patron gets to choose a episode topic at that level. So I'm really excited for that. <laughs> to tell yes, the truth. we'll <laughs> see what is in store for us. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, could be devious. Yeah, yeah we have no idea. <laughs> this is the first I hear some one. People. Yeah. So. Yeah. We first fan picker. <laughs> yeah, so if you guys have ideas and you want to be like Sean, you can join at the $15 Fans Friends. Be like Sean. Be like Sean. Be like be Sean. Like Sean. <laughs> and then join the yeah. Illuminati. <laughs> it's not <Yeah>. a cult. <laughs> no. Uh, but it could be a fun <laughs> obsession. <laughs> right? <laughs> It is for me. <laughs> yeah, true crime is a huge thing. I was talking to a girl at work and she doesn't really listen to podcasts, but yeah. I basically went through almost every Netflix true crime documentary I had ever watched. And she's like, oh my God, this is amazing. I was just putting all of them in her notes. I was like, you should watch this one. This one has a really good twist. This one has this. This one I like this. <laughs> and yeah, it was some of them she had seen, which was kind of cool because she had seen some of the ones that like aren't super well known even ones that I've covered mm -hmm. on here so it's like oh it's cool that yeah. like you're the only person I know that's like watched that too oh yeah 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 and then you'll hear about different ones on podcasts that maybe you wouldn't have otherwise yeah yeah that's fun mm -hmm. <laughs> I know some and yeah I think I talked about it on here maybe once before but some people do kind of a recap review of different different documentaries yeah I'd be down I'd be open I, to it I mean I'm watching them anyway <laughs> yeah I just watched that um one about Jimmy Saville or whatever the a great British horror story 
okay nope Um, i haven't seen it yet and i had never even heard of him because i don't think i'm in the age group that would have heard of him but oh my god he just is so creepy okay yeah damn add it to the list (laughs) yeah kelsey's rex (laughs) yeah (laughs) um we haven't watched any true crime that i can think of in the past few days but we did watch as a family the latest um now i'm trying to think of it um hercule poirot agatha christie death on the nile movie Ooh, was it good it was and we all enjoyed it and then rain was like I really enjoy it because of this and because of character development for him. And like, I can't find anything to critique about it. She was like enjoying it as like this little movie file that we've made her into. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I was like, yes, <laughs> I love it. Yes. But sometimes you can also just sit and watch a movie. Like oh, I watch totally. a lot of garbage movies and you just sit there and <laughs> you're like, yeah, like it was good. It's good if it entertains me. Yeah. Into I don't know. It. Why does a movie have to be a 10 out of 10? Yeah. Roger, Siskel, and Ebert, and who... No. <laughs> it's the only ones I know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, who wants to do their weird weapon? <laughs> I feel like since mine is... I, I let Alana know. Mine is extremely short and very... Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I talked recently about phoning it in and I feel like I kind of did again. <laughs> well, I don't think that you do have to have a million pages either. Uh, I, uh, we yeah. were talking about how these ones are kind of short because they're like usually mostly about the weapon and then that's it. You don't get a lot of like backstory. Yeah. But we'll see. I want to know. You just told me, yeah, that it was kind of shortish and so now I kind of want to know (laughs) I I ended up covering three of them um and they nice so my first one is literally only a paragraph because I tried looking up more and this was in like five different sources I looked up I couldn't find pictures oh my god hold on Gordo go away Gordo just tried to jump onto my laptop um (laughs) You guys Mommy's are gonna working. fight. Don't She's do it recording. like five feet away from me. Okay. So um the first one. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. The first one I couldn't even find a picture in relation to anything about it. Mm. Um Yeah, I found that was often the case too. Yeah. Even when I was trying to find one well, yeah, when I was trying to find one for my case or just you were trying to find a case and you're like there's not a lot of information on this at all. Yeah, I looked at, I think, four or five different sources, and I still only came up with a paragraph. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I led with the murder weapons in each of these, so it's not, like, um, a thing. So, my headline for this one is just, Pumpernickel Bread. Or nickel bread. Yes. Oh God. Am I gonna yeah. make some terrible puns? Pump her nickel, did you? <laughs> I hardly oh. know her. <laughs> oh my but god. But the reason why I wanted to do this one is a 
somebody was killed with bread and b <laughs> he has the best name ever uh and everything in relation to the case like every article talking about the case just talked about how great his name was and i agree <laughs> so in 1988 a gentleman by the name of reginald hamesley doddingdale oh dear lord <laughs> is he from a comic is he uh, archie's <laughs> right Other rich friend reggie <laughs> uh so he was found dead he when he was found there was like a large lump on the back of his head no Reggie. yeah uh, police soon discovered that the likely murder weapon was a not like a loaf but a piece of pumpernickel bread that was found lying near his body oh my god okay yeah. I, my theory that it was a hard as a rock loaf just went out the window <laughs> well it was like a hard as a rock like piece I don't know how big this huh. piece was again there was no pictures uh yeah, so it was described as being so dry that it was as hard as an anvil. I don't know why they wouldn't say rock. I've never heard hard as an anvil. Well, <laughs> I guess they are hard. Yeah. Oh my and God. it just I just said, Reginald Hamesley Doddingdale's killer was never caught and his bizarre murder unfortunately remains unsolved. They actually never knew like figured out who killed him so it's what? also like a 40 year old or just under 40 year old cold case about who murdered reginald with some pumpernickel bread 88 you said 1988 34 i'm 34 <laughs> <laughs> um oh my god so he that's it like he was beaten with <laughs> Well, he, I guess, had, like, a single lump. I don't know. They didn't say he was, like, beaten Hmm. to death. It said he had a lump on the back of his head. And it was... Oh, dear God. Yeah, I ended up Googling pumpernickel bread to, like, double check. I knew what they were talking about. But, yeah, it's, like, the the really, really dark, like, brown. Right, right. Like, like a dark rye or something. Very... Yeah. It's dense. I feel yeah. like, but still. Yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive confusing. that this killed him, I guess. <laughs> I also heard about one time about a a very old person, I think, like, on a bus or something or in the street getting killed by being beaten to death with a rolled-up newspaper. So, um, hmm. yeah. <laughs> but that I did not cover. That was, like, local. It was a long time ago, though. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, yeah. anything's possible, I guess, right? Right? I a falling just... penny. <laughs> <laughs> or like a marble rye situation, like for you Seinfeld fans. Like... <laughs> <laughs> they steal their rye. Someone wanting to get revenge for their rye. <laughs> oh my god. I don't think I've gotten <laughs> to that episode yet. <laughs> I just finished oh, season four. Oh, they would play that one on, like, the repeats a lot. Because mm. it's, you know, they're trifling with an old woman who just wants to buy some rye that they apparently have to have. And, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah, Jerry's quite awful to her. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. 
and but my we next love bread. one. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> next one. I have a a bit more. It's like a <laughs> semi to medium dive. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um. That. So this one, I the murder weapon is going to be a guitar string. It's like the strings of your guitar, the metal strings. Oh. Yeah. That so probably the first work, thing that but... that popped Ooh. into your head is probably correct. Uh, <laughs> but this case is a little Ouch. strange. Not really for the murder weapon. But, um... Oh. The, yeah. So 49-year-old James... I believe it's pronounced Garrity. He was killed in 2011. 11 by a man named James Paul Harris. So since both of their first names are James, I'm going to be calling them by their last names so that it's not confusing. JP. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. JP. <laughs> I have a friend named JP. <laughs> um, so James Paul Harris, who I guess did the killing, uh, is 30. Okay. So he's like 19 years younger. Um, and this occurred in Kansas in the U.S., so Harris uh, reportedly shot Garrity in the stomach and then apparently kept him prisoner, like, in his house for two days, during which time he subjected him to a bunch of torture. It wasn't detailed anywhere that I tried oh. reading. No, um, well. Yeah. And then he ended up finally killing Garrity in some manner, um... So I don't know if this was involved in the killing, but afterwards he ended up cutting his head off using the guitar string. So I don't know if that was the event of him dying or if Garrity had been killed before that. Oh my god. Yeah. You would think it couldn't do a full job of decapitating someone. I was wondering how you could even, like, garrote someone with it without... um, Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to put something at the ends of it. If I yeah. was thinking like a killer. <laughs> like a handle. Yeah. Right, right. Which it might be what makes it a garrote when you put something in the end so you can, like, twist for, with leverage. But, like, also, I yeah, you would so. just be protecting your hands. <laughs> I'd assume yeah. so, because all the articles I read talked about that it was, like, a garroting death. So I assume mm. he had, like, modified it in some way. But it was actually never recovered, so they, like, don't really know. Um, yeah, basically the case is, like, from, like, confession that he reportedly made, but... Okay. Yeah, uh, Harris, he was actually described, this is where it gets, like, weird, and why he wanted a head, I guess. So, he was described by people that knew him as a, like, sort of voodoo worshipper, And he told people that he was fascinated by human heads and that he wanted to have one that he could use for rituals. Oh, rituals. Great. We've heard Mm -hmm. about those before. Yeah, this reminded (laughs) me of um, Aldolfo and the... Yeah, the cult and the, the, yeah. the, the worshipping of the please make my criminal business go better in the spring break crimes. I can't remember. His, Mark? Mark Kilroy? Is that his name? Uh, yes, yes. The yeah. guy that I... Yeah. 
Oh, you're going to do good on the patron <laughs> quiz on my cases. <laughs> uh, I, I have to tell you, I made mine of some of my favorite moments and funny moments from oh, cases. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, these I want to talk about. And maybe it'll get people to listen to those episodes if you haven't. Yes. So it was our like, babies, yeah. our favorite episodes. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. And that's the kind of stuff that sticks with you more anyways. Like, yeah. Excuse me, the funny stuff or, you know, I always hate when tests give you like some arbitrary question of like what was the specific date that this specific thing happened and you're like oh my god that's literally just memorization for the yeah <laughs> purpose of memorization yeah um but so anyway uh harris was into <laughs> some voodoo so it's said that after harris killed garrity um harris's ex-girlfriend who's named bobby williams uh she okay. says that after the killing that Harris confessed to her um, like later that he had shot this guy and that he had killed him after torturing him for the two days and she also said in like her statements that he confessed to her that he had kept Garrity's head in a bag Um, some reports including like I guess reports when he talked to the police initially, they said it was like a drawstring bag, uh, like oh a canvas God. drawstring bag. Um, but reports do say that he routinely like spoke to it, and he actually kept the head, and like spoke to it for like months, like almost a year. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> that is always gross. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just sounds like something you hear about, but you're hoping usually it's just like what is that Tom Hanks one where he's cast away? Oh, cast away. He's talking to a fake face. It's almost yeah. like a decapitated head, but it's a lot cuter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot. You're just like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, Harris uh, reportedly ended up putting Garrity's, like, torso, arms, and legs inside of a barrel that he then, like, buried on uh, some land that his father owned. Oh, okay. So he finally got rid of it, sort of. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the body. And he ended up burying, like, the head, which we'll talk about in a, in a, a tiny little bit. Okay. Um... <laughs> Harris's ex-girlfriend also said that, um, this I only found in one source, it says that Harris reportedly had, like, a voodoo doll that he had hung up from their ceiling, like, in the house they lived in together at the time, and that this voodoo doll that was hung from the ceiling, he had named, like, Jimbo, Bob on the Hill, and (laughs) also poor Jimbo Belinsky. Oh my god. It has no relevance to the case. I just really liked Bob on the Hill and Jimbo. Yeah. (laughs) That's a pretty good one. The first one, Jimbo, there's a Jimbo in The Simpsons. So it also kind of made me giggle a bit because he's just kind of a, I want to be tough, but I can't get a girl because, you know, I'm going to cry or something. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh dear. 
So, uh, he must have buried Garrity's, like, head on his dad's property, too, because parts of his skull were actually found, like, a year after he was killed, sometime in 2012, um, in the rural Osage County land that his father lived on, and the pieces of skull were found by, like, his dad's girlfriend named Shirley Johnson, and it says that she found them while she was pit- looking, like, on the property for wild mushrooms. Oh. So she was out foraging, I guess. Oh. And <laughs> yeah. Magic mushrooms? <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, she's like a truffle pig of some kind. She's like, I just out. <laughs> right? So she says that she ended up, like, digging up this piece of bone that she saw because she thought it was like some sort of ball that was buried in the ground and I guess she wanted the ball I don't know maybe she thought it was a baseball (laughs) buried treasure yeah yeah and I don't know who figured out it was a piece of bone if she did or they did like when she went back to the house with it and showed it to her boyfriend who was Harris's father um, once they figured out it was a piece of, like, skull, they, his father, or Harris's father ended up calling the police, and he, like, reported his son in and all this stuff. So, at this time, there was, like, a warrant issued for Harris's arrest, um, for Garrity's, I guess, like, disappearance at that time. He had been gone for almost a year. Um, okay. But- Yeah, Harris was actually already in federal custody for some unrelated charges. Um, Okay. Yeah. So, So I couldn't find out what the unrelated charges Mm. were, but he originally was charged with, like, first-degree murder, and I think they tried to go that it was, like, premeditated because he was, like, after a head Oh, and stuff so that it was like premeditated <sighs> that he was going to murder somebody. Because they knew that he wanted a, 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 a head. head. I guess, okay, yeah. Okay, right. So the I mean... court, I mean, in like sentence or charging him with this, the court ended up facing problems with like evidence because they really only had like this little piece of skull and then any witnesses that they had didn't really want to like come to court so oh no he's yeah. just so scary that he walked around with a head in a bag but they can't right fucking procus- ugh, prosecute him yeah it's so weird uh he Crazy. ended up entering like part of a plea deal where he was only sentenced like just blows my mind but he was sentenced to just four years and two months and he was ended up being sentenced for involuntary manslaughter as part of the plea wow. deal. Okay. Yeah. And hmm. Garrity's brother Tom, he was outraged as like I kind of am at how short the sentence was. And he's quoted yeah. as saying the justice system is a joke. And after apparently the like judge did the sentencing, they asked him if he wanted to say anything and he basically said there was no point. Um, or it wouldn't do any good like yeah. i mean yeah 
It is pretty heartbreaking for the family. Yeah, That's... four years. You tortured, you shot him in the stomach. You tortured him for two days and then killed him and cut his head off and then carried his head in a bag. Like, and you get four years and two months? Like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and, uh, sorry. Oh. Yeah, like, they, he just gets that total lesser charge. They don't bother to hold out and try again, like, you know. Right? Try for the actual <laughs> justice they yeah. deserve. Yeah, I don't understand how that's involuntary manslaughter. You definitely voluntarily manslaughtered him. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. Um, so in, like, my research, really the only, like, motivation for why he killed Garrity, other than he wanted a head, was that there may have been some sort of dispute over, like, social security checks that Garrity was receiving. Um, so maybe he, like, Harris wanted the money, or maybe Garrity, like, owed him money. Um, okay, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all kind of weird. I was just like, this one's, yeah, it's kind of, like, weird. It only really showed up on, like, one, or it showed up on a bunch of the lists, but, yeah, once I, like, looked in more into it, I was like, that one's so weird. Yeah, I wish we could find out more about it, too. It just seems, like, a little bit <laughs> yeah. left open. <laughs> yeah, I looked at, I think I only have, like, a few sources, like, cited, but I literally read through so many articles, some of them that were even word for word, like, exactly the same. But, <laughs> yeah, that's um, what gets annoying about them, is that you, there's, like, all these different links, but it's all, like, basically, it'll be, like, at the end, like, Associated Press, and you're, like, you're, yeah, you have the exact same sentences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my last one, that's like my longest one, actually contains three strange murder weapons that could be like weird enough all together, like individually. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this one is a fireplace poker, a conch Ooh. shell, and what? yeah, and a cast iron kettle. Because why not? Damn, that would hurt. Yeah, why not go all out, I guess? <laughs> I mean, these ones are sounding fairly practical. Like, I, there was, there's some weird ones on the list, but like you said, there's, again, hardly ever, like, almost anything more than a couple sentences about some of yeah. them. So you're like, oh, okay, well, it's clickbait. This one, <laughs> like, the focus is definitely always on the conch shell. Um, yeah, that seems yeah. the unlikeliest. <laughs> yeah. So in March of 2011, 41-year-old Rose um, Moines, her body was found okay. discovered, or sorry, her body was found by her father uh, on her bathroom floor, like surrounded by a pool of blood, and she had been badly beaten. Oh, by and, her father, her own father. Yeah, apparent. Apparently, in one source I saw, it said that he was like coming to the house, 
she was like married with kids or something for some reason i couldn't find anything about them being at the house it's very weird but her dad ended up finding her after i guess he came to pick her up for like to give her a ride for like some sort of doctor's appointment Hmm. I mean, I guess yeah. I'm glad her kids would be spared that, but I was just like sad yeah. to hear that it was her dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. Um, so Rose's murder at the time actually ended up going cold, and it went unsolved for about twenty years. And unfortunately, during this time, her parents both actually died before her killer was ever like discovered. Ugh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Investigators determined that Rose had been beaten to death using, like, multiple weapons, including a fireplace poker, the conch shell, and a cast iron kettle. Ugh. They just were, like, switching it up. Gross. Yeah, it seems kind of weird. Her purse was emptied out on the floor, and the cash had been stolen, so they believed it to be some sort of robbery. Okay, mm-hmm. but like seriously, they're obviously taking some enjoyment out of what yeah. they're doing to the victim. Like, I'm pretty sure you could easily beat somebody to death with a kettle or a poker, like a fireplace oh, yeah. poker by themselves. You don't need to like switch it up. Oh no, that's you're a psychopath or something. Yeah. Wow. Um, the they don't really talk about the other weapons other than the conch shell that was like the focus of the investigation and no. they figured out um she had been beaten with it because it was found like near her body um and there's actually pictures of it, it has like some blood on it so they know she was hit with it and the conch shell had actually left very distinct wounds on her face and body because it has like a spiny like pointed outside they're pretty big right yeah it'd be like basically like bigger than your fist um well yeah 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 they're the like ones with shell. like the spikes all around yeah them, not the see for a minute i was picturing the ones that are more kind of like the, do that swirly thing they swirl out from the middle or whatever yeah no the conch shells an... are okay. like i don't know probably I... like the horn like ones that people use right in they're kind of always yeah they're like yeah 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 people always like listen to the listen to the ocean to pick them up and yeah. they're like oh. but they're, they're like big. yeah you're right they're like pale pink kind of yeah um i think i was thinking of a nautilus that's the one it's like a weird curly cube spirally one shell oh. that i was thinking of i think that's what it is okay that's yeah yeah that makes more sense as a weapon than the the, the smoother shell yeah <laughs> so it's like of. Um, but it's still crazy. <laughs> very, like, pointy. Honestly, right. like, side note, I'm pretty impressed that the shell remained in one piece. It did. Uh, yeah. Wow. So the district attorney's office, like, after this went cold, asked for the case to be reexamined as part of, like, a cold case unit that they put together. And mm. they started reexamining it in 2019. And the team kind of was, like, re-looking at the evidence from um, 2001. So it had been 18 years. And they, from one of the investigators, I guess, 
what they were kind of talking about how they might be able to extract DNA from some of the objects and they figured out that based on like how the killer would have held the conch shell um like while hitting Rose that they would most likely have like put their fingers inside the shell and right. kind of used it like a glove um so DNA yeah yeah DNA would be actually inside the shell from their hand being like that yeah so they actually for the first time uh like tested dna from inside the shell and used this crazy (laughs) yeah the inside of the conch shell was tested and the dna actually came back with a match like pretty quickly there was someone already in the system oh and yeah in a horrible like thing for the family the investigators actually narrowed it down to rose's half brother david reed yeah david rose no that's shit's (laughs) creek just kidding (laughs) man um yeah david (laughs) yes definitely you david if you see pictures of him you would go you david he looks gross yeah um I mean, no. (laughs) Yeah. So Rose's half-brother, David Reed, um, is now, like, I guess the only suspect. The rest of the family was, like, completely shocked. Um, David had actually been, like, the pallbearer or one of the pallbearers at Rose's funeral. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, As you say, it is people you know sometimes, but damn. But for 20 years and, like their parents died and didn't know that he had killed his half-sister like right awful oh right half-sister yeah that's terrible so um shortly after her murder apparently like the family said david had become unusually quiet um so he was pretty quiet before he had gone unusually quiet and then at some point like fairly quick after he completely disappeared um, and they didn't know, like, where he was or anything. Oh, yeah. So that's a little yeah. suspicious. <laughs> um, but during some of that time, he was actually, like, in prison. And that's how they had his DNA on file. Because he had given his DNA during a conviction in a different assault case that had occurred in 2003 where it said he allegedly beat a woman with a tire iron before leaving her for dead. Um, uh, yeah, so and that's a person of opportunity, or yeah, is that what they call? It? Yeah, I don't um, know because he just I'd... seems to pick up whatever's at hand. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's the same like attack or if it was like any time like later, like maybe a different day or what. But it then said that after that he beat like. Or he assaulted a police officer. Yeah. Oh no, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So that might be your last mistake. <laughs> yeah, this was jail. two years after Rose's death. So he was actually convicted oh. of the assault on the police officer, but wasn't initially charged for some reason that I don't understand. Um, he wasn't initially charged with the assault on the woman because she ended up dying shortly after. 
Um, so he basically murdered her too, but for some reason wasn't charged with it. Um, I don't. I mean, I'm not a lawyer. Yeah, I'd love I don't to see understand. this covered on uh, some podcast where one of them is a lawyer. That's always good if they can explain that shit a little better. But like, yeah, yeah. Other than like, someone would need to file it on her behalf, right? I mean, maybe. But me. I mean, she's still a fucking person. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Can't isn't there some legal precedent for when the victims? I, yeah, that makes no sense that yeah. I can think of. Um, so in after some point in jail, I don't even know how long he was in jail for, he ended up being released and he actually, like, fled um, the area and he lived basically on the run um, before he ended up getting arrested in, uh, I think, around 2020 for Rose's murder. Oh, 2020 wow. or 2021 so it's pretty recent and holy shit yeah yeah basically the only motive that they ever discovered was just the money that he had or that had apparently been taken out of rose's purse because her purse had been dumped out all over the floor oh my god yeah that's it yeah it's so stupid wow what but, and that was his half-sister? And the yeah. only motive was money? Yeah. He and, looks, and That can't have basically... been that much money. No, they said it, if I'm remembering correctly, it was like less than a hundred bucks. Like. Jesus. Had to have been yeah. something. Like, he had to have been angry or I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there was it's maybe just... something else involved. Um, but yeah, that's really all there is about the case. I read a bunch of articles. You'd have to pay me a lot more to murder my siblings. Oh, wait, they (laughs) listen. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, that's insane. Yeah, like he murdered his half-sister. He beat her to death with a fireplace poker, a conch shell, and then a cast iron kettle. And... Keep in mind, she was found, like, in a pool of blood in her bathroom. None of those things are going to be in the bathroom. Like. No. Yeah. It almost makes me wonder if there wasn't, like, he didn't already have some sort of unhealthy relationship with her. Right. And that's just speculation. Yeah. Um, That's kind of the thing. I got to, because, like. (laughs) I yeah. don't think family members normally murder each other for like a hundred bucks, but like, oh, um, who knows? Yeah. The picture of him that I found online, there's only a couple and he basically looks like he may or may not be addicted to drugs. He looks pretty like strung out. So, Aww. Yeah, mugshots aren't be... that flattering. Come mm-hmm. on now. <laughs> no, but he basically looks like I don't know, like some sort of like skeleton guy that would be like playing somebody mm. that should be dead in like a horror movie. Like, I could. Okay, pretty, I was going to see drugs being a motive if if it's not a lot of yeah. money. I could I could see. Yeah. People like that are really addicted still. Yeah. Yeah, it's either hmm. I I think it's like that. 
um, or it's, there's something else that like hasn't come come to light that was going on. Right. But, right. Yeah. Sinister as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Yeah. Wow. But that's my that's my three cases. <laughs> Yes, three cases, and then you got in, like more than three weapons too. <laughs> yeah, three cases and five weapons. <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna have possibly a few that I might talk about too. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was a little fun to research, but I know, yeah, a lot of it's yeah. like this Paragraph. person died with that, and then if you go to look into it, you're like. Really, it's just some sad case. Like, oh, all true yeah. crime is fucking sad. But, like, a lot of times, yeah, it's just, like, some horrible, this person snapped situation. Or, they like, killed yeah. their spouse. And it just happened to be with this weird, their shoe. Like, their stiletto or something. Like, I almost, I was like, someone killed someone with a stiletto? But then you go and you read it. That's, like, the whole story. I swear, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was mad about the amount of times that... I, well, basically the stupid lady in the U.S. or something that, like, freaking put her baby in a microwave. Um, I think I came across that, too. You don't yeah. just forget that because you're like, oh, great. Now I have that in my brain. I ended up reading some more about it, and Ugh. it's, like, messed up. There was something about, like, she was in an argument with her spouse or boyfriend over, like, whether or not he was the father. So she, like, literally <gasps> grabbed the baby and shoved it in the microwave and, like, what? cooked the baby in it and then said, there, now the baby doesn't matter or something. Oh, my God. She had yeah. some sort of psychosis. That is so fucked up. Yeah. And then they were saying that, like, oh, the baby I get, they well, the... The boyfriend was like boyfriend or the girlfriend I think it was somebody was claiming that they found the baby like a couple hours later and it was still alive or something and they tried to take it to the hospital where it was like unresponsive and that at the hospital there was no like outward signs of anything wrong but like the baby's like internal organs were basically just like cooked no because that's how a microwave works it cooks from like, yeah. Nobody in that household did anything. Yeah. No, it was, like, so that, gross. So, there's no trigger warning when you just fucking come across something like that and then just read it. Right? I, yeah. Not that it would make it any better, but, like... Yeah. And I'm almost ashamed to admit now some things I thought were funnier when I was a kid. Like, you'd go on... There's a website that was like Joe Cartoon or something where you could watch like a frog in a blender. But it's just like now I'm just like, I can't believe I ever, like yeah. at one time there was like dead baby jokes and that like I thought that that kind of humor or whatever or that kind of specific joke was funny. You know, I'm just like, ah. Right? Yeah. Not when you come across that shit in the real world and now yeah. I have my own kid and I'm just like, that is fucked up it's just okay yeah. cool well, I didn't we didn't mean to cover that but no <laughs> we talked about it yeah sorry it's like <laughs> a special kind of messed up there's gotta be some meth in that household 
Yeah, I don't know. something going on. Um, so Hen- mine's pretty sad too, but we'll take a quick, <laughs> a brief a break. Quick... Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I'll have something to lighten up the mood, also. Perfect. So <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Do you love true crime, but are looking for something different? It sounds like a sitcom. It does. The The kind of assholes, you should probably leave them alone. Do you like learning about cases so off the wall they can't possibly be true? Her wig is enormous, but it is lifted off her head by a monkey. Do you love history, but want to hear about what they didn't teach you in school? It's just got a almost where you hang your horns sign. (laughs) Do you like laughing awkwardly about cases that are bizarre and a little strange? They'd be able to wield so many knives with all of their little arms. (laughs) Then we have the podcast for you. Join me, Lindsay. And me, Madison, for Ye Old Crime. Where we discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear. Listen every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime. Anyway, I'm ready for more strange murder weapons. Oh, are we recording? Okay, no. <laughs> All right. Yes, I have. I have a strange one. <laughs> it is the case of Deborah Hewitt and the fake leg, the prosthetic yeah. leg, I should say. Um, yeah. <laughs> Did you come across it? Do you think? Yeah, I was going to cover it until you <laughs> let me know which ones you were doing. Uh, uh, again, there wasn't a lot, so yeah, it was tough, but uh, we'll see. It had a little bit. It was, yeah, there was a little bit more to it, of course. And yeah, uh, yeah as is a lot of the times, the, the headline just really condenses it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, that's a nice clickbait or whatever. Or people post it as a meme almost. Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, so Very it's true. Like, okay. Um, but yeah, there was people involved, of course, so we'll we'll get into it. Um uh this Deborah uh was a forty seven year old lady who was living on the streets homeless uh her friends had nicknamed her angel it didn't get an explanation as to why that was but it just okay uh it it it, um comes up again so that's all (laughs) but uh she i don't know if it was a married name or what because she also had went by the name deborah sue shankin i think it might be pronounced I'm really horrible lately at not checking how things are pronounced. I feel really shitty every time. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I've just been really busy. <laughs> a little bit overwhelmed, so I'm sorry. Um, and I am, because, like, even if maybe she might not be the most greatest of people, you know, I still don't want to be, like, dismissive and not just pronounce their names incorrectly and whatever. <laughs> yeah. But we're just going to call her Deborah Hewitt, because that's how she's usually known as when you Google her. (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, she had been dating a man named Dwayne Ball. Um, which was horrible of me to think that like, what do you do when you're dating a guy when you're like living on the streets? I, (laughs) yeah, you're not going to go out anywhere. I've never really dated anyone myself in the sense of like going out for like, you know, dinner and a movie all the time. I just like, (laughs) you see it on the movies, but I feel like I just met people at parties or just, you know, those other kind of settings. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. But, um, so yeah, she'd been dating Dwayne Ball, but when he went missing for a few weeks and after about six weeks or so, he was found dead in the 600 block of Buchanan Street. Uh, I did not say, oh, this is in Lafayette Parish, so Louisiana, I believe? Yes, Louisiana. Good. True blood has taught me something. Um, <laughs> I was like, why does Lafayette sound familiar? And, okay. Well, actually, I, I can't remember if he was a character in that, was he? Was that the cook's yeah. name? Lafayette. But I, yeah. it's also a place. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes. Love True, True blood. blood. You mean, like, terrible show. <laughs> Definitely makes me want to watch uh, the, you know, Eric Northman in the new movie, The Northman. <laughs> yeah, he's the only reason I ever watched that show because oh. I literally can't stand anybody else in it. Oh, those scars guards, they're so good. <laughs> yeah, they're good. Oh, swoon. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but. This is true, like, okay, I got nothing. <laughs> no segues. Okay. Um, he was discovered dead, partially hidden under a tree in Lafayette Parish. He appeared to be choked, stabbed, and beaten. And oh. Deborah was, yes, all of those things. <laughs> Gruesome. Um, Deborah was treated as a suspicious person in the case. I mean, obviously. Once they mm-hmm. found out he was dead, <laughs> like she's one of his, you know, his, his ex-girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. Or, uh, girlfriend, at least, as far as we know right now. <laughs> um, it eventually came out that Deborah was involved with another man, and they both had come under scrutiny. A man named John Romine. And in court, Deborah said that Dwayne had been threatening her and she had acted in self-defense. She said that John strangled Dwayne, actually, not her. Okay. It's always a good thing about having an accomplice, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Of course, it wasn't me. It's all his idea. Um, The prosecutor, Pat McGee, said, quote, The angel of death happened across Dwayne Ball in January 2010, and the state submits to you that the angel of death is right there. Okay. So, because she had the nickname Angel, they apparently oh, that's weird. on that for the nickname. Yeah. Also, the last time I wrote it, I wrote Angle of Death. <laughs> oh, I'm so terrible for that. <laughs> we should do that with all the horrible names that the, like, killers get that, you know, kind of glorifies them. 
It's just like yeah. a bog art from Harry Potter. You gotta like take the scary thing and make it like ridiculous, and then it doesn't have power over you anymore. <laughs> the angle of death. <laughs> the angle. I kill only obtuse people. <laughs> <laughs> this is my retractor and my <laughs> yeah ruler <laughs> and my meter stick. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, what the jury didn't know was that she had two previous murder charges brought to her before, but no convictions. What? Yeah. Apparently they weren't brought into evidence in this case because they weren't relevant to this specific case. So I guess they couldn't be. I wasn't really sure exactly why. How was it not relevant? It's like a history of murdering people. I mean, yeah, I guess that would. I feel like. Yeah, it would. It would only come up if you could put it under the like character witness part because it's not yeah. this case she's being tried for. I don't know. It's really confusing. But like. Who who in their <laughs> lifetime is just going about their business and then gets, like, <laughs> tied to three murders? That's a couple points in the shady character bank, yeah. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like the average be. person isn't in their lifetime connected to three separate murders. <laughs> yep. But the first two, the only other thing I could find in them was that they never led to, like, a conviction, per se... One ended in dismissal, and the other in a, quote, reduced charge of accessory after the fact to manslaughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still not great. <laughs> no. Accessory after the fact. Sounds like almost like you help someone cover something up. Mm, yeah. Possibly. Help hide the body. <clears throat> oh, yeah, and they did with this one, definitely. Like, they knew she was dating uh, Dwayne. Yeah, um, six weeks. His body was, like, under that tree, I guess. That's right. And more evidence. Uh, we'll see. Uh, lots. A lot of sources said that, especially the kind of clickbaitiest ones... <laughs> Yeah, said she stomped on him and then beat him about the head with her prosthetic leg. Some going so far as to say she was doing it while balancing all on her other leg. Yeah. But, Good. yeah. <clears throat> I other mean, reports. Unless, unless you have, like, a videotape of her doing that, you don't really know that's what happened. Which, and it seems a little far-fetched, especially when I just read other reports that said she was using her wheelchair at that time. Because it's like, then you wouldn't have to be balanced trying to mm, hit yeah. someone. Yeah. And then, at the trial, a witness was called to the stand named Jack Stovall. He was brought in from Michigan on a bench warrant and testified that he would confess the crime to him directly saying that she had stabbed her boyfriend in January of 2010. He also testified that he once saw the victim, Dwayne Ball, threaten Deborah Hewitt with death, and she subsequently told Stovall that he threatened her on a daily basis. 
Sounds like a great relationship. <laughs> exactly. She said super sarcastically. Exactly what I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, if you're threatening to murder your significant other on a daily basis or even a monthly basis. If this is true, it's not not a great look. No, it's a, it's fraught with complications and abuse right? already. <laughs> I think I've said it before and I'll say it again. Why are people so desperate to be in a relationship? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's one of those things that like oh society kind of pressures you into, too. <gasps> like, get married, have kids. Get married, have kids. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Sounds miserable. <laughs> yeah, and you no. Don't ever have kids for the wrong reasons, please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that you always have to have them for reasons. It's fine if they're a you know happy accident or whatever. <laughs> yeah, happy exactly. <laughs> um. So, but he said. The witness also said that Hewitt and Ball had broken up and then that Dwayne Ball's behavior had taken a turn for the worst. He had begun stalking her. Again, <laughs> I don't know why I thought about this so much in regards to their like living on the street situation, but I'm like, she wouldn't be going all that many places. So it also wouldn't be hard, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, that was, this was the narrative, right? Was that he was stalking her and becoming, like, obsessive. And Hewitt, Deborah's attorney, asked, uh, was Deborah fearful of Dwayne? I would be. The dude's stalking you. Yeah, right? Sorry, I didn't mention his name. His, the attorney, Harold D. Register registers a weird last name too so yeah <laughs> i just had to have that in there <laughs> his somebody in his family was a registerer or something and then he became the son of register or i guess that would be registerson i don't registerson <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> tinker taylor soldier spy <laughs> yeah stovall replied the affirmative elaborating Deborah's not easily scared, and Dwayne started displaying behavior that wasn't normal. End quote. Um, she had also apparently borrowed a knife from a friend for protection, and the witness, Stovall, later ran into Hewitt and John Romine, the purported accomplice, at a homeless camp. There, the two confirmed to him the story. Um, also, they did this independently of one another, so... You know, just the perfect kind of witness statements, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they both just, like, offered up the information because they were just excited or what, but <laughs> they did tell him. Um, Hewitt said that she had stabbed Ball and buried the blade afterwards. And Romine admitted to being there also. He then told Stovall that someone else held a piece of clothing around Ball's head while Hewitt stabbed Ball, and Romine further admitted to helping this, quote, another person change Ball's clothing, then put his body under a mattress beneath a large tree. Aw, that just sounds so sad for, like, it's anybody so... to just be put under a mattress. 
It's so unnecessary. Unless it just does. Ugh. I mean, the stalking thing could be completely made up. Yeah. So I don't know how it it feels like it it is a a waste, especially when she's got the previous charges. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Could go um, one way or the other, I guess. Exactly. You're like, well, if somebody was being stalked, maybe they would be afraid to bring it to the police, especially, especially as someone like who's homeless or whatever they might not trust the police especially but yeah i don't know she's still got a lot going against her in this story um they so then they disposed of his clothing in a river said romine john romine because apparently they just can't stop talking about it (laughs) And uh, this leaf, pres- oh god, presolto. <laughs> I did not try this one out beforehand. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Przytulski, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, testified that he witnessed the killing of the victim. He had known defendant and Mr. Romine only a few days. He stated that he was wandering the streets when he met defendant and was invited to stay with her and Mr. Romine in pause their camp for one night. The next day, he went to the hospital to undergo an MRI for migraine headaches. Afterwards, he looked around downtown for defendant and Mr. Romine. When he did not find them, he went to the camp to get his bag. Uh, There, he found the victim, meaning Dwayne Ball, sitting on a pile of stuff, including Mr. Przolski's bag, (laughs) (laughs) his other witness, drinking beer and smoking marijuana. He attempted to get his bag, but the victim said it now all belonged to him and urinated all over the pile. Mr. P left. (laughs) Yeah, right? Even the even the victim's not being painted in a shining light here. <laughs> no. Ew. I know, I found this part and I was like, I didn't hear this side anywhere else. And yeah, I think it was from something that was taken straight from the court case because that's why it sounds all like defendant, you know, stilted. <laughs> oh, okay. I believe. I have all my sources. I'm just... Yeah. It was something court-related. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so he peed all over this guy's stuff. Mr. P's. And then he, Mr. P left and eventually ran into defendant and Mr. Romine in town. He told them about the victim claiming all the stuff in the camp was his and urinating on everything. They told Mr. P they would handle it. Mr. P stayed in town at a karaoke bar until a little before midnight. Then he went to the camp. However, before he arrived at the camp, he heard arguing. He crept up to the camp, hiding in the weeds, and saw defendant, Mr. Romine, and the victim arguing. So he saw Deborah, Mr. Romine, like John Romine, her accomplice, and Dwayne Ball all arguing. 
Mm-hmm. And he said that he saw Mr. Romine throw the victim down and get on top of him. He said that the victim was right in front of defendant's wheelchair and that she stomped on his face with her prosthetic foot several times. She then took off the leg and began to beat him around the face and head with the leg. <clears throat> she was just saying, this is the end of it for you. Uh, well, I mean, the dude peed on your stuff. That's so <laughs> gross. Yeah. That was pretty rude. That was pretty rude. And th- But these guys are just going straight to bat for him, too. They're just like, oh, sure, I'll just totally beat this guy for you and then like she's yeah. been dating him also you're like okay yeah that's there's a little a, there's a reason you work so quick to jump at this mer- like this revenge or whatever yeah I wouldn't be like stomping on some dude's face oh man she has some pr- anger issues or something according to Mr. P. At some point, the victim got loose. Mr. Romine threw him back down. The victim managed to pull a a knife out from his boot and cut Mr. Romine, but then dropped the knife. Defendant grabbed the knife from the ground and stabbed the victim, quote within a quote, for a while. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hold still, I'm gonna stab you for a while. For a while. Mr. Romine got a hold of a strip of sheet and strangled the victim until he was dead. Mr. Pete said that they discussed what to do with the body. Mr. Romine pulled the body away and put a mattress on top of the body. Just about this time, Mr. P made a noise that defendant and Mr. Romine heard. He attempted to run away, but Mr. Romine caught him. Oh, I guess he's watching at the moment. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I think I think so Um, They said that They threatened if he said anything to anyone He would end up like the victim End Large quote (laughs) Yeah End quote within a quote within a quote (laughs) The quote section (laughs) Right They're breaking the fourth wall (laughs) My favorite (laughs) We were just watching some of those great supernatural episodes where they break the fourth wall because the trickster's doing things and then they're like, on Dr. Sexy MD. That's my (laughs) favorite. The mystery spot and flipping channels. Changing channels. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So good. And then Rain was like, oh my god, Dean, or not like that, but like Dean's voice is deeper than I thought and we're like, we're like, wait, but you've seen, like, sup- the Supernatural Scooby Natural episode, but we're like, oh, yeah, that's about it. Like, you haven't been really old enough to be interested in horror movies until the last couple of years. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, and then his voice, like, from the first, like, few seasons just gets progressively, like, how how deep can I get it? <laughs> well, I was like, saying to Pat so that much. I was listening to, yeah. Um, you know, smart, smart list podcast because it's it's Will Arnett on there is one of the co-hosts who plays you know like Lego Batman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think they had a guest on a couple 
weeks ago. I can't remember who, but I remember someone was kind of, they're always like teasing the fuck out of each other, which is hilarious. But yeah, one of them was like, oh, did you make your, do you make your voice like deeper for Batman or whatever? And then he immediately like made his voice much deeper. It's like, no. Well, I, uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like, just totally like slowed down and, oh man. You're like, oh my God. I am the Batman. <laughs> I love it. Those Lego Batman movies are pretty good. So good. <laughs> I actually heard that Batman's good too, but all I can think of when I hear it is there's an episode of New Girl where she pretends she dresses up like Batman <laughs> to, I don't know, help Schmidt because he thought he was pen pals with Michael or one of the guys that plays Batman. Um... Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah. Mm. But then it was like his mom all along pretending. And then she just gets dressed up Jessica and is like, oh, I'm the Batman. <laughs> yeah. Something That's like great. that. I... That was pretty <laughs> cute. Oh my god. Oh my god. I haven't finished this horrible murder case. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. Wait, just a couple more. I just have a couple more sentences on it and then it's something else. <laughs> um sad sad so (laughs) we started doing that at work because the one manager's leaving so we're writing like uh instead of doing a like going away card they have like basically a sheet of paper on the wall that everybody's just writing on and the girls that work with her like directly in her team the warehouse team they cut out a whole bunch of hearts and were just writing things and basically made a banner out of hearts. And they, um, Aww. not a lot of them, like, have English as their first language. So the one girl just, like, made, like, six hearts that just say, I sad. And then they have, like, <laughs> I cry. You make me sad. Don't go. Come back. <laughs> but now That's at work, everybody, cute. everybody yeah. at work just keeps going. I sad. Oh no. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over like everything. I sad. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But did they like also get her a card? I mean, I think it's a cute idea, but it's also. I like... think they had a card because there was some note yeah. about like sign the card below and it was beside uh... the sheet of paper. So I think there was a card at some point. I just missed it. Because one time, I mean, it's not like we didn't. Well, did you have yearbooks in, like, middle school? I don't know. But instead, I made this pair of pants out of white fabric, and then I brought them in one day while I wasn't wearing them, to clarify, and had people (laughs) sign them. Sign my butt! (laughs) No. But later, people would be like, oh, no, you're too forward. No, but... At that time, I was like, no, no, just sign them here and then I'll wear them later. And it, it was actually kind of fun. I'm sure I still have them somewhere, but... That's pretty cool. Not, not a great sewing job either. Um, oh. <laughs> we didn't have a sewing machine, so everything I'm talking is like hand-sewn. Oh my god, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy. <laughs> it's the only thing I've ever like cut out a pattern and then sewn. <laughs> Yeah, I've never done that. I mean, I made face masks, but... <laughs> oh, my cousin show, she did that. Um, yeah. Oh anyway. my god, did I... <laughs> did I finish the case yet? I feel like, oh god, several no. tangents. Now I'm lost. Okay. Okay, okay, so uh, to finish it out, the De- Deborah Hewitt. 
case in court, quote, do reasonable people let their loved ones rot for weeks? Maggie asked the jury. (laughs) Yeah. No reasonable person who felt scared, who thought that a homicide was justified, would have done that, end quote. Yeah. So Deborah was found guilty of second-degree murder, and it only took the jury about two hours to convict her. Yeah. And <laughs> it was pretty cool, hey? Well, I don't really get the her being in fear for her life thing when there is, what, he's sitting on the other guy's stuff, and then her and the other guy, like, roll up, so now it's her and two guys versus him. And then the one dude ends up getting killed, but it was like three pe- three against one, right. and she's saying she or was at least two of him. against one because yeah. the one might have been hiding in the bushes. But yeah, it's definitely yeah. a pretty flimsy excuse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, this was a fun fact I found out: her life sentence was handed down. That's not the fun part, but <laughs> <laughs> by a district judge, Marilyn Castle. castle and cryptids anyway and according to one source because i had to search to find out if the other guy got any you know how his court case went uh but according to at least like one source that i could find he got also a second degree murder as well Mm. yeah but it was harder to find information obviously people just kept repeating the headline of someone killed someone else with their prosthetic limb (laughs) yeah that's what i ran into too i think it's probably a lot of these cases that's just how it is yeah just like mine I i didn't even realize until i was editing my notes that um rose was killed by anything other than a conch shell Everything just talked about the shell, and it wasn't until I was, like, retyping my notes, even after I'd read them, that I clued in to the fact that there was, like, three murder weapons. Yeah, and this one, same thing. The the main narrative you get with this one is that she literally beat her boyfriend just with her prosthetic leg, and, like, no one else was there, and whatever, until you actually she probably stabbed him to death. And had help, and yeah, exactly. You're like, okay. Mm-hmm. But to uh, take a 180, we also, I just, when I first looked up weirdest weapons in history, I came across, oh, I heard a cat. <laughs> yeah, Gordo's Sorry. talking to me, because I'm ignoring him. <laughs> Gordo. Um, yeah, and then they shake. That sounds like when Fenrir shakes. I just heard his collar go. Yeah. Um, also, for this one, although I did not upload any photos, I got this list off a website that I did send you the link to in an email because it would be just much easier for me if you were curious as to any of what they look like you just click on the link and then there's because there's like 20 things in the list (laughs) oh yeah yeah um it's like the weirdest weapons in history so like weapons through the world wars and stuff there's some weird ones my 
favorite Obviously. weapon that I know of is from Mythbusters. Um, and it basically, like, launched a whole bunch of, like, fireworks or something oh, at the same okay. time. And it was called a Wacha. W. What? H W H A C H A or something? Hwacha. I feel like I might have seen that when I was yeah. searching for this list again. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Okay, because that sounds like weird. Hwacha. Yeah, different ones across history and culture. Mm-hmm. A lot of these ones. Well, it's just a short list. I don't know. I They seemed, a lot of them seemed to be. I want to say European or North American, but I don't know. Some of them pretty cray-cray. So I didn't look into any of these. It's just basically from um, a list of allthatsinteresting.com. Yes, that's where it was from. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely bound to be at least a little entertaining. <laughs> um, the first one was, uh, if you know what a Vespa is, it's like that little you know, electric scooter kind of vehicle. Yeah, I'm looking at the modified one here. It looks pretty interesting. Yes, if this was the Vespa 150 Tap, which was modified for French paratroops in 1956, and though the rifle was meant to be removed from the scooter to aim and fire, it could also be fired while the scooter was moving. Yeah, it looks pretty intense, and I enjoy that they obviously had to paint this Vespa like the cliche military green. <laughs> yes, even though most of the pictures, I think, are in black and white. Yeah, you're like, wow, yeah. they just, like, took a little scooter and, like, strapped some, like, uh, missiles on it yeah. or whatever. Rifle? Rifle? Yeah, I don't know. I was just like, wow. <laughs> looks like it's straight out of a movie <laughs> yeah i i want to see this in a movie yes <laughs> i mean it's pretty intense for 1956 i know i guess it maybe it did perform as well when they actually brought it <laughs> into combat yeah <sighs> people are always crashing on those things don't you know <laughs> <laughs> looks like it's got a little kickstand and everything <laughs> it's great Oh. Then we had the Bat Bomb, which, <laughs> these are all the, the descriptions from the bomb. website, but the United States developed the Bat Bomb as an experiment during World War II. The giant case was filled with more than 1,000 compartments, each containing a Mexican free-tailed bat attached to small bombs. <laughs> what? <laughs> The idea was that the bat, the bomb would be dropped with a parachute, the bats would be deployed, they would roost in attics, their bombs would go off, and fires would be started in Japanese cities. Ugh, I feel bad for the bats, but I also at the same time love the sentence, the bats would be deployed. (laughs) It's... Every time I read that, it doesn't make any more sense. (laughs) Yeah. What? I'm very confused. Yes. That one I had never heard of prior to 
researching this. Yet this next one, which is comparable, is I, I had heard of um, once, strangely, twice in one week on different podcasts somehow. It, so it, it it might be a little bit well-known. I'm not sure because um, I hadn't heard of it before I started listening to podcasts. But this is called Operation Acoustic Kitty. Yeah, I've heard of this one. Oh, okay. I I really had not until just recently, so I wanted it was on the list and I was like, great. <laughs> but yeah. it was that during the Cold War, the CIA came up with a plan to stick microphones in cats' ears and radio transmitters in their cat skulls in order to spy on the Russians. <laughs> pretty pretty gross i don't know i don't love it yeah they used to do some fucked up things it's true um so yeah if most people have heard of it then they would know that or like most what you read is that i have a quote here um but for its first official test CIA staffers drove Acoustic Kitty to the park and tasked it with capturing the conversation of two men sitting on a bench. Uh, redacted government memo read. Instead, the cat wandered into the street where it was promptly squashed by a taxi. Oh, Because it's a cat! Yeah. I mean... Well, yeah, exactly. I'm, it's crazy when they ever try I, to train any animals, but I have also heard a... that that might not be true. So I like to think that it's mm. not. <laughs> like, I don't know. Capture a duck and, like, put yeah. a transmitter on its foot or something. And then have people feed the duck in the park. Like, I mean, you might have better luck because cats are just so... As I don't know. You would know yeah, better cats than I. I haven't are... had one recently, but they're apt to do what they want. <laughs> yeah, they're not extremely sociable unless they actually need something from you. They're <laughs> yeah. not likely to, like, want to hang around people. Sounds like my child, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my teenager, so... I should say. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But, like, it's so crazy when you read more so they had like basically an antenna that ran along its spine um and some reports say that there were several in the program several cats but and they had like a battery in the chest cavity and they were like living walkie talkies it just like (laughs) breaks my heart it's i know i don't like it i don't like it either i'm just like it's crazy I like hearing about those stories where you're like, this cat, like, survived a shipwreck in the war or something. Not like people just decided they were allowed to use it as a weapon of war. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just wanted to get close to the Russians. Um, but yeah, they had planned to get close to a Russian ambassador's house. That was their target. Uh, he liked cats and strays. And would feed them. And then it would follow the other cats inside. Hopefully when the official fed them. And voila. Recording kitty. Oh um, okay. That's what. Uh, you know I guess at least one instance said. They were trying to do specifically. And I also heard reports that. You know. 
the other way it fucked up was that one cat didn't cooperate, got stuck in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I'd like to think that one's more true than just that they, oh, they only did it with one cat and he immediately got struck by a taxi. I'm like, oh, yeah. cats are usually a lot smarter than that. They don't get hit by cars all the time. No. Maybe don't go messing around their heads, though. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like putting batteries and antennas and receivers and transmitters in their bodies had to do something. Maybe. (laughs) Um, right. then there was the Humi stink bomb. Was a sulfur stink bomb that the U.S. created during World War II. It smelled like poop and was meant to be used to humiliate and demoralize German troops. (laughs) I don't know, because now we have mace and stuff, but this seems like just a bad idea that's similar to that that just went horribly wrong, because it said, The plan failed since the soldier who did the spraying often ended up smelling as badly as the sprayee. (laughs) Yeah. Dumbasses. Oh my, I just... I just have to commend them on the fact that it was called a who me. Like who, who me? farted? Yeah. Me? Or who put their be. pants? Yeah. Me? Wow. I know. Uh then you had the kiss of death, which was a lipstick gun created by the Russians during the Cold War. It could shoot one bullet from a tube of lipstick. Now that's just impressive. <laughs> yeah! And so cute and compact. Ooh! That's pretty cool, and I want to see a movie immediately with some sort of, like, female yeah. Russian spy that kills somebody with her lipstick tube gun. Very James Bond. <laughs> yeah, so James or Bond. Or Austin Powers, because we'll say during the Cold War, that's very, like, 60s, 70s. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> then you had the Paris gun, which was used by Germans against the French during World War II, or World War One. I'm sorry. Though the giant gun's shells were first human-made objects were the first human-made objects to reach the stratosphere. It had terrible aim and was mostly used as a psychological weapon. (laughs) I mean, the thing looks huge. Right? I think it was like, they're like, we accidentally almost created a space rocket. (laughs) We reached the stratosphere. But it's not really that good as a weapon. (laughs) <laughs> the, like, barrel of it is, like, as long as a bus. It, like, probably longer. Probably, like, two buses it, long. This thing's insane. It was probably Elon Musk's um, grandfather <laughs> that did the yeah. inventing. I can see, like, yeah. the people for scale, like, standing by it. And they're tiny. So crazy. Yeah, I said, like, yeah, you guys have to go to all that. interesting. The pictures were amazing <laughs> yeah i'll put the um the link t- on the website mm. oh yes yes i yes, won't yes. put the pictures on the website because i don't want to put like 22 pictures on there but... exactly yeah. 
hence me with the friggin' drive. I was like, uh, no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely, they're pretty crazy, some of them. Um, oh, yeah, the next one is, you can, you can pr- picture it. It's the Krumloff Curved Rifle. <laughs> Very um... long barrel of a rifle just like the just old-fashioned ones you see back a couple hundred years ago like long ass rifles but it's curved (laughs) apparently like as it said the nazis invented the curved rifle to shoot around corners and over walls it didn't work for obvious reasons (laughs) yeah but it just reminds me of Who's that guy that's always hunting, like, Bugs Bunny? <laughs> oh, and... El- Elmer Fudd, or is that the one yeah. that's... Okay, okay, yeah, I was like, I know he's always after the pig. <laughs> yeah, him and, like, Roadrunner and all that stuff. Yes! I'm like, it looks like a gun he would use, it's great. Oh, yeah, cartoonishly bent, like, at a complete yes. angle, where you're like, but you're like, how does a bullet then have the trajectory, like, how does it get up to speed, then, if it has to go through, like, a 90-degree curve? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, this one has a fun name. There was the, the Bouncing Bomb. The 9,000-pound motorized bomb was dropped from Nazi planes onto the water. It would then bounce along the surface until it was over a submarine, then sink and explode. Oh, my God. Pretty fancy. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. The things they can make bombs and missiles and stuff do. (laughs) I want to know how they got something that's 9,000 pounds to bounce along the surface of the water. (laughs) How did it bounce? It doesn't explain. The power of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't explain how they got it to bounce. We, um, Rain, my kid there, wanted to see the new Sonic movie on the weekend and, like, kind of spoiler alert, but he doesn't like to walk. There's, he doesn't like water, but then he had to run fast to get across the water to save his family. And mm. I don't know. Somehow he physically did it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This is like the ultimate power. But yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's all there is on that one, honestly. They yeah. also have something called the uh, Man Catcher, which I had heard of which is a pull weapon used in the 18th century Europe to pull people off of horses and drag them to the ground. It's got a lot of prongs kind of pointing inward on this weird, like, hooky thing, almost like you were going to hook someone off the stage that wasn't doing well, but it's got a bunch of barbs on the inside, like a torture device. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I heard... Or saw this on something. Yes, I had heard of it something somewhere too. Maybe could have even just been like on Forged in Fire or something where they do different weapons. Yeah. Um, but it's like, making me think it, of like mysteries at the museum for some reason. <laughs> mysteries at the museum. Is that a movie? Because 
No, it's like a a series on the History Channel where they like go to museums oh. and they talk about like different artifacts and things at like different oh. museums. That makes me think of the Spider-Man one where they're in a museum and they go, I got a spear. And they're like, no, that's a halberd. <laughs> that's one of the recent Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Um, it was funny. Um, but no, for this one, they said that the victim would typically be wearing armor so that the prongs wouldn't kill them. Mm-hmm. So, th- great. Um. <laughs> so why are they there? That's all I want to know. Gripping power? I don't know. Yeah, it seems kind of strange. <laughs> and then we had the Bulgarian umbrella, which it said this umbrella containing a chamber from which a poisonous pellet could be fired was reportedly used in the assassination of a Bulgarian dissident writer in 1978. The writer thought he had been stung by a bee and died three days later. Yeah, this one came up when I was looking up cases. (laughs) Yes. I love that it's an umbrella, but it's obviously like a spy umbrella, so it's not really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, was this what you were talking about? The Wagnaka? The ancient claw-like blades? Okay. Uh, this one was blades used in India to slide over the knuckles and be used in a werewolf-like way. <laughs> oh my god, it's Wolverine! Um, it's Wolverine, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then there was the laser plane first tested in 2007. The Boeing YAL-1 was a prototype aircraft first or developed to house a laser system that could be used to to destroy targets with concentrated bursts of energy. That's just some <laughs> sci-fi shit. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. A okay. laser system. Yeah. The Claw of Archimedes. This naval weapon was built by the ancient Greeks to defend against the Romans. It's thought that it was a crane grappling hook that could lift enemy ships out of the water and then tip or drop them. It's pretty impressive, I thought. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm just like picking up ships like, whoop! (laughs) And um, the Habakkuk? which said it was developed during World War II. The Habakkuk would have been made of a material called mm, picrate, which was a combination of wood pulp and water that, when frozen, could be molded and held up to melting temperatures far longer than ice. Hmm. Huh. When frozen. Yeah, that's weird. I'm reading that, but... Yeah. How would that be that helpful? I don't know. (laughs) Is it a ship? Is it a ship that's made out of frozen water and wood pulp? I'm so confused. The weapon... It looks like a ship. Yeah, okay, I don't get that one either. It says it's made of a material which was a combination of wood pulp and water that when frozen, could be molded and held up to melting temperatures. Held up to melting temperatures. Hmm. 
it's better than ice. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's confusing. I don't get that one. I should have looked into it more because I'm not sure. Um, okay. Uh, I do remember reading most of these ones, though. There was also the sun gun invented by the Germans during World War II. The planned sun gun would have harnessed the power of sunbeams to boil water sources and burn cities. A satellite would have been positioned in orbit with a mirror attached to it that would allow the focused sunlight to be directed at a target. I mean, that's pretty intense, but not really how, like, the water system works. It sounds like they're trying to make, like, a giant magnifying glass to, like, roast yeah. things on Earth. <laughs> we're, we're gonna like just like ants on a sidewalk but people on earth yeah all right just a couple more i have the soviet explosive dogs and the photo on the website says it shows a soviet military dog training school where canines were trained to be strapped with explosives and run under enemy tanks Mm, why I don't know. Why should everyone have to die for your stupid wars? Yeah, especially dogs... animals that have nothing yes. to do with it. Exactly. The the most innocent of the innocents. Yeah. Yeah. But, backfired, since the dogs had been trained with non-moving tanks, they were frightened during actual battle and more often than not, ran back to the trenches where they exploded and killed Soviet troops. You know, the ones they were supposed to... <laughs> help <laughs> fuck you guys yeah uh, then the le petit protector gun ring the 19th century gun was marketed to women and had the ability to fire bullets with just enough force to penetrate the side of a tin can i want one. a mini gun it's so, so cute <laughs> it sounds like you get it in a cereal box or something yeah <laughs> i'm sorry basically like a toy it it i mean it does look like just like a funky looking ring but it's like a yes. little tiny gun and littler tinier bullets it's so cute i would buy that spy 100%. gun <laughs> and it's i like that it's even like decorated like there's like engravings to make it look pretty it's <laughs> <laughs> so true um we had the microwave blaster. The active denial system is a non-lethal weapon that would subdue enemy forces or rioting crowds by broadcasting microwaves at a particularly high frequency, causing intense pain and discomfort. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, we heard a little bit about possible microwave weapons on an episode before <laughs> with the uh, Havana syndrome. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, the harmonica gun, though this weapon invented in 1834 does not actually make music, its sliding magazine chambers oddly resembled those of the harmonica. <laughs> yeah, it looks very strange. Another, another cute one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. 
I know a lot of the last little ones here were like guns. Um, the North Korean flashlight gun uh, was discovered in the toolkit of an undercover North Korean assassin in 2011. Just looked like a flashlight, I guess. Hmm. <laughs> Less fun. Uh, and lastly, they had the Exacto device or the Extreme Accuracy Extreme Accuracy Tasked Ordnance, or Exacto for short is a device that is being developed by DARPA to increase the accuracy of military snipers. What's cool is an exacto round once fired would be able to combine sighting technologies with real-time maneuverability in order to direct a bullet to the target or a target after being fired. I mean, you probably have to be extremely fast, otherwise the bullet that's been fired is going to be have to be going so slow that you can steer it. Well, yeah. you must have to, yeah, it must be able to take control of it with the technology somehow, yeah. Weird. I know, I don't understand that one, it does not make sense to me. I'm like, yeah. okay, but if you can make a heat-seeking missile, then maybe they have something in they could put in the bullet that makes it more trackable, traceable. I don't know. I mean, I was just editing our last damn episode where I said something like, the flying army. What's that part? <laughs> the military. <laughs> the air force. Yeah. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, everyone's cringing at me, especially my family in the military, but... Yeah. Yeah, it sounds crazy. I know. And that's all, that's my list of crazy weapons. <laughs> Very cool. Um, I ended up looking up the Hocha. Oh, did you? Yes. Okay, I, I think it's pretty one? cool. I'm sad it's not on the list. Oh, okay, um, yeah. No, I guess it wasn't. Yeah, because so it was developed in the 15th century in Korea, and it was able to fire like one to 200 rocket powered arrows. Holy shit, wow. Yeah. Rocket powered arrows. <laughs> yeah, it was basically like they basically like strapped the equivalent of like firework onto each like arrow and. It looks pretty Damn. cool. Um, you know what? A lot of shit got invented over in Asia before it ever made its way anywhere else. Yeah, the 15th century. I think the Chinese century. had a hand in gunpowder, and now this is what Korea, yeah. you said? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty oh, cool. It was like my favorite thing They after they covered it on Mythbusters. Ah, yes. Yeah. That's a good show. They and like built their show. own and then like fired it. It was really cool. Oh, man. Yeah. That would be pretty <laughs> something to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. well, Weird weapons, guys. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Don't make the list yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no. Stay off this list. Stay off of any murder list. Don't yes. murder. Well, like anything, there was always some dark ones. So, yeah. Yeah. But... I thought, yeah, it was. I thought it was kind of a good, a fun one. So, mm-hmm. we'll see you next time where we're gonna talk about um, some 
some either freaky flights or missing flights. Yeah. Uh, it's our next regular episode. Yeah. I just really love the this topic, so I'm excited. Yeah, just <laughs> weird things going on with planes. And There's then... so many plane disappearances and just other shit like obviously you you already covered one that was a plain ufo sighting for crying out loud shining yeah (laughs) and then i covered a plain time slip and oh my god we've done some shit already i can't yeah (laughs) i can't even remember half the stuff we've talked about oh i can't Mm -hmm. wait and then you can check out our april patreon when that gets posted probably uh in like a week or so yeah that's our next one to record after this episode and (laughs) yeah as we mentioned before it'll be some april disasters april disasters bring may flowers nope that's that's what i kept thinking i was like that doesn't (laughs) sound great (laughs) april showers bring may flowers yeah yeah that's what i kept thinking of though too (laughs) i love it (laughs) well thanks for listening (laughs) catch you next time keep it cryptic (laughs) bye bye This has been Castles and Cryptids. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and our YouTube channel. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. On our website, you can listen to all of our episodes as well as view pictures for each of our segments. Check out our Patreon page to view all of our tiers and become a Patreon supporter today to unlock monthly bonus episodes and behind-the-scenes content. We are working on an Ask Us Anything. You can submit questions by social media or by email at castlesandcryptids at gmail.com. Do you have a spooky ghost story, a creepy cryptid sighting, or a thrilling true crime tale you would like to share and have us include in a future episode? Send us your listener story by social media or by email please include the name that you would like mentioned. Our music is by Kobe Fair. Our logo and artwork is by Antonio Garcia. Thanks for listening.